Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, you want to know how pathetic even adults are, Alice? Mm-hmm. I talk about this. The Senate uh, Majority Leader Bob Duff in Connecticut. He's a smarmy dude. He claims a cop spit on him once. He's a he's very arrogant. He he goes on social media. He went on social media and um, and from the parking lot of his dentist talked about the harrowing incident he had where he found out during a conversation that his dentist didn't take the vaccine. And so he said, "I'm never going back to this dentist." This and that. And he's just a smarmy dude. He's been. He's been like mouthy with people who listen to the show and people, whatever, whatever. It's fine. But so he's a smarmy little dink, really, is what he is. And it's perfect. He looks the part. He's perfect. Well, listen to this. He did a radio show yesterday. He did an interview with somebody else in another radio station yesterday. And just how perfect is this? I just want you to listen to this one thing. I uh, actually myself hung a Easter egg you know, tree. Did an Easter egg tree on uh, Saturday in the beautiful weather, which I thought it was supposed to be rainy, and then um, hung another tree with uh, Ukrainian uh, colors on it to uh, Aww, show some that. support for them as well, and which I posted on my uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. <laughs> my Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. He's like forty-seven years old, right? What an adult child. I mean, I can't believe how many adult childs are out there. There we go, the stupid bear down the street that was laughing at COVID victims who haven't been vaccinated now, mm-hmm. of course, has a big Ukrainian flag. Yes. Yep. We love Ukraine now. Yeah, and somebody, the like a friend of a friend of ours got kicked out of a Facebook group because she posted it a was- question in response to... <sighs> Uh, somebody who was asking where they could buy a Ukrainian flag, where the money would go to help Ukraine. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Can you imagine <laughs> what kind of person you have to be? Oh, I'll get home. I'll go on Facebook. I'll let everybody know that I am I'm just concerned because, you know. I'm not only going to hang up a Ukrainian flag, but I just want to make sure while I'm hanging up my Ukrainian flag that the proceeds of me buying the Ukrainian flag are going to go to support the Ukrainian cause. 
And somebody posted saying, you know, like there are Russian people suffering too who don't approve of the actions they're going well, or something like pretty innocuous and yes, they got that, totally like That banned. whole thing was innocuous. It was just saying that like why we why do we have to be oh so gung ho for this in so anti Russian, are you sure? And they took her down. That's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. What's gonna happen? <clears throat> so the the Russian takeover of Ukraine has failed. At this point it doesn't look like it's possible that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So, but they can just keep shelling them to death. What are these groups going to do? What are America? How, how, what's the appetite Americans have for Ukrainians not making a deal, not compromising, and continuing to get civilians killed by the thousands? What's going to happen? Because it's eventually, eventually, the U.S. is going to say. I mean, the U.S. I'm sure we're already saying. And European leaders, but I be the citizenry at some point will will be saying, "Please, Mr. Zelensky, please just cut a deal with them, please." And when they don't, when they don't cut a deal with them, and Zelensky is still not cutting a deal with them, at some point are they going to say, "Wait, maybe Zelensky's not a good guy?" No, because t- they bought into the Zelensky being their hero narrative. Well, I understand, but I mean, it can change. Things can change. Yes, I mean. I don't know. From what I've seen, I thought that the Ukrainians were signaling that they were willing to consider, like, making a deal that they wouldn't be in NATO, at least. Yeah, uh, I think that, but I don't think that's enough. So you don't think the Russians are going to stop without getting more territory? How could they? So then then they leave, having only reestablished the status quo? That, it's well, already, that's supposedly it looks part like, of the it looks pretext. Like re- reputably, um, around eight and a half thousand Russians are dead. Right. That's a massive f up. That's a disastrous campaign. Yeah, I read one news article today that was saying that they lack proper winter gear, so a bunch of them are now getting frostbite. Which seems like if you're the Russian army proper winter gear would be something you would make sure to have enough of for any invasions you're right. planning to do that 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 would be something you'd know about but you know what do i know maybe it's harder to get uh mittens to your soldiers than it seems like it would be on the merits but i i, I don't know yeah it's a it's a problem it's a problem for him domestically but i do think that a major issue of the pretext the supposed pretext of this was nato expansion right well sure because that was, i mean well, like that from was one of his pretexts one of the yeah. supposed pretexts right so like that's a if you're saying like we had to do it this was really defensive because nato just keeps expanding and expanding and they're encroaching on us and like any minute ukraine that is right up against us is going to be all NATOized and a NATO client state, right? Like, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't like it if uh, states right next to us became Soviet client states, or I guess nowadays Russian client states, right? That was what was at issue in the Cuban Missile Crisis and all that, wasn't it? Because it was a little close for comfort for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, if Mexico became a part of like a Russian treaty, we would like have a big issue with that. Uh, I don't think there's an equivalency whatsoever. I mean, I, I'm just I saying still, that's uh, how that's how Putin and Russia 
and the Russian government frame this right. whole it, thing. Well, right, and then liberating the other people from Nazis, Russians from Nazis, and whatever. Yeah, so I now mean, he's liberating people from Nazis. By... Although we make it easy for them to claim stuff like that <clears throat> when we do, like because Ukraine does have Nazi groups, and we are, you know, Facebook used to not allow you to talk nicely about them, and now they do. Like now, the Azov Battalion is somehow like you're allowed to be for it even though it's a Nazi group because they're mm-hmm. anti-Russian. Like, you know, that that helps Putin, actually. There, there's a lot of accusations of parroting Russian propaganda around that, like, actually does give credence to Russian propaganda. So maybe we shouldn't do that. Just a thought. You know, like, maybe we should be able to condemn both Nazi weird LARPing groups and uh, and Russian aggression into random European countries, right? Like, shouldn't it be easy to say both might be bad? Like, didn't we learn this lesson in the Middle East? Like, that it's possible for, like, ISIS to be against Assad and both ISIS and Assad suck? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think there are supposed to be two tribes and two tribes only. Um, But, so, so I just think it's interesting. I wanted to introduce you to Bob Duff. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to bring up was I brought up the idea with a farmer today of our I had a a great a great today the show was kind of blown in the wind and then um, I talked about this legislation I just had a few scraps of stuff left and Mm -hmm. way too much show to go and so I had uh, there's some legislation now to expand uh, rabbit farming in Connecticut so that they can create more rabbit meat mm-hmm. for for grocery stores, etc. And so, obviously, it's very easy. There's two sides. One side is the pro-rabbit side, and one side is the eat-the-rabbit side. <laughs> and so, my my topic was, um, um, you know, rabbits, pets, or food. Rabbits, pets, or food, which really is, can't ask for a better way to throw a topic out there. And I felt hackish, and I thought, okay, but, you know, maybe there's the rabbit people. Oh, my God, the rabbit people came through. <laughs> I learned so much. It was incredible. I think I told you today. You did mention it. It was incredible. And I, this farmer called and knew about everything, and he was talking about the kinds of rabbits. And I said, and he said, yeah, we used to kill the rabbits every day. And I said, how did you do it? And he said, well, I'd club them first, and then I'd uh, cut them heads off, and then I'd cut them, skin them. And, and he said it in a way like a guy Who's done it a lot. Oh, yeah. The guy, <laughs> I was outmanned in that way. I was like, <sighs> and, But in any way, I told him about the guinea fowl. Mm-hmm. And I said, how can I attract hawks to the yard to try to kill the guinea fowl so that that problem can be over with for me? And he said, I didn't know there was, there was a way to attract hawks. But he said, well, all you just do is kill them and eat them. But he said, but he said you keep them in the pens. You let them go outside of the pens and work their muscles. The meat, all the meat gets tough. He said, keep them in the pens and just kill them and eat them. And they're delicious. He said, it's all dark meat. So it's fantastic. Although, I mean, <clears throat> ours might be fine anyway because they're like super young ones anyway. Because a lot of people said when I um, when I dispatched avocado, our uh, former rooster, a lot of people said, like, you can't eat roosters. They're too tough. They're not good eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. But because he, he, I mean, like, he wasn't even a year old. He was, it, he was tasty. I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> so maybe the guinea fowl would be fine, even though they're, they go so around So you'd be okay a lot. waxing them? 
Um, it just occurred to me when you said your thing. The other thing they say is, you know how ours are like pretty noisy? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did read up on is you can try and observe and see which ones are the noisiest ones because they all sort of like follow the leader and who's setting them off. And you can call like start with the noisiest ones and see if they quiet down. <laughs> so we could put like I could put a little pipe cleaner bracelet, ankle bracelet on each of them so that I can keep track of who's being noisy. Because they look mm. a lot alike, um, and and see like who are the noisiest ones, and maybe dispatch like a couple of the, oh, that would the be great. most annoying. That would be great. Oh, would that be wonderful? <laughs> yes. So, would you eat them? No, no, I don't want anything to do with those filthy birds. And uh, no, thank you. Um, the, but They're on nice the good birds. side, on the side of a step forward, even though we're obviously further in debt, that's fine. On the side of a step forward, um. We have an excellent adult refrigerator. The first refrigerator I've ever been part of purchasing. And it's a cool silvery thing. And it's got a thing on it. And it's got the freezer below and all the good stuff up above, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, this is a graduation from us. We've been white fridge with the freezer on top people yes. all our lives. We've always inherited whatever fridge was at a house. And now where Alice used to lose her temper and kick the crispers so they all were always broken. <laughs> And now we're, we have we have a cool adult fridge. So now I want to invite people over, but just blindfold them until they reach the fridge area. And let them look at our cool adult awesome fridge and then they mm-hmm. blindfold them again. And- no, but it makes me excited and mm-hmm. to do more stuff in the kitchen and to fix up that area that's like broken and a mess. I have some ideas of what I can try to like fix the problem that we have there. Oh, and- the water leaking. Yeah, we have yeah, a water and- leak problem that uh, there's a leak above the kitchen. But I'm going to borrow our neighbor's super tall ladder and try those like those corners where they're okay. kind of the edge is like a messed up on okay. the roof and i'll try that and if that doesn't work then we'll call in the professionals because right. i've tried to patch that is my the dream we have professionals then my b- bigger dream is and we're moving a lot of merch and a lot of stuff here so maybe it'll happen soon i want to be one of those people who has those trucks pull up in the summer and then the little vehicles come out of the back of some of the trucks and goes around their lawn and does stuff. You want to hire a landscaping Yeah, company. I want to do that. I want to see what that's like. <laughs> I know I've made it, you know? What about um, one of the people who have people come and pave their driveway so that their driveway isn't a bunch of rubble? I don't even care about the rubble driveway. We got a lot of driveway. I'm, I don't even care about that. I just want some adult creature conference. This, sto- this fridge is a win. Literally, well, literally today- with the fridge... Alice found, since our old fridge wasn't working, there was a bowl, a huge bowl of food in there that was in there that neither of us even knew about because it's so hard to see into the damn thing. Yes, we weren't living like college students. I apologize to everybody for that visual. But yeah, we are those people that have food in the fridge that we don't remember that we had in the fridge. But um, yeah, for the first time in our lives, we have a full set of all stainless steel appliances. All of our appliances in our kitchen are now stainless steel. Do you realize that? That makes us excellent and cool. So now yeah. we just need, oh, well, we also need a house cleaner to clean the house and all the dirt. <laughs> that would be really good. Jerry had one of those. He only made 53 times more than I do. But uh, he said he needed to have it. But yeah, so things are looking up. That's one small thing. It was not an expense I wanted to do, but I figured at some point, like, we can't live out of a cooler in our yard anymore because the weather's warming up. So the fact that our fridge wasn't working for, like, a month, we had to... And then I went online and I looked at the fridges, and the prices were, like, 
$300 higher than they were a month ago when I looked. So I was like, okay, I guess I better buy a fridge now. And miraculously, I picked one that was in stock. And this was yesterday. I was looking at fridges online. And today we have a fridge and it's hooked up and everything. I have to hook up the ice maker in the basement. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's like plugged in and running in, in, in its spot. And I drilled a hole in the floor, so like the ice maker hookup is like kind of half done. I just have to do the basement part. But well, we need hose and stuff, right? No, I have the hose. The hose is hooked onto <clears throat> the fridge and uh, run into the basement through the hole that I drilled. So I'm kidding. So what has to happen now? Now I just need a connector to connect it to a cold water line in the basement. Jesus. So how does all that work? Water goes through pipes in the basement, honey. And if we attach mm. the tube that comes out of the fridge to the pipes in the basement, then the water will go into the fridge. All right. <laughs> <laughs> in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Was that a shot glass situation? Honey? Yep. <laughs> um, oh, can you read this that I just sent you? Let me go see. I'll have to look at my computer to go see what you sent me. I was trying not to look at my computer. Go ahead, Alice. Please go ahead, okay, Alice. This is uh, from Matthew Medzger. Mm-hmm. We were conservatives once and young. In the end of 2000... I already got a problem with the title of that, but that's fine. When I was barely 18 years old, my dad told me to take a walk up to the Grant Community Center for voter registration and to sign up for selective service. <clears throat> the latter, he said, was my duty as an American man to put my name in the hat in the case a wartime draft occurred. The consequences of not doing so were made clear. I walked up the cobblestone hill to the hulking building which once served as my grandmother's elementary school, into the gym where as children my siblings and I rented roller skates and spent nickels on sugar things and did my duty as a newly minted man. With the invincibility born of youth, I smiled, I think proudly, as I signed and volunteered my flesh for fodder. Jesus Christ. I didn't know there would be a test, but when my next-door neighbor's matronly grandmother, surrounded by a small army of similarly silver volunteer seniors, handed me a card which asked me to choose a political party, I felt as if I hadn't studied. I asked the kid next door's grandma for an explanation of my options. Democrats like spending money, Republicans don't like taxes, and the others don't matter, she told me. I had a job and had been paying for Social Security and whatever else for years at that point, and I didn't like taxes either. Confused as I might have been by everything in life, I was certain about that, and so I became a Republican. The decision served me fine at first. Appalachians back then didn't encourage talk of politics at the table, and we had just been through a thickly fielded Republican primary. When conversations turned political, the candidates' talking points were still ringing around my head enough if I couldn't speak... With authority, I could at least scream with conviction. The economy was booming and the world was at peace, I could say. Shining cities on hills and all that. I still don't... Okay, end of 2000. It, it seems to me this could have been written at any point in time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel uh -huh. placed in 2000 necessarily, but okay. Okay. When 9-11 occurred, I was certain my generation's Pearl Harbor had arrived. The shining city burned and choked. The next day, I did what I figured was my duty as an American and walked into a recruiting station. 
Joining the military as a volunteer takes time, I learned. It would be another year before my recruiter would call and tell me I could leave now if I was willing to change my military job from physical science to that of law enforcement. I was swinging a hammer at a roof on a hot August day, a year and three months past high school graduation, and working under my older brother Foreman's totalitarian rule. I said, sign me up for the first thing that gets me gone. My Republican decision served me well again, serving under an R-toting Texas drawl sporting commander-in-chief. Nothing brings out conservatism in its constituents quite like power. Is that true? Well. <laughs> and my drill instructors and comrades-in-arms were similarly equipped with party lines. I liked to read, and did so when allowed again after basic. My superiors took note and shared their books and sources. I would spend the next eight years steeped in conservative culture. I read Krauthammer and Savage, listened to Limbaugh and Ingram on the radio, and watched Fox News whenever able. I devoured conservative literature of any kind and could spot a new link on Drudge Report from nine tabs away. You couldn't win an argument with me, I was certain of it. My rhetoric was fast, my straw men well stuffed, and my scorn for the uninitiated palpable. I was a conservative. I hated big government, loathed wasteful spending, and despised the intrusion of a bloated federal apparatus into people's lives. I was a moral absolutionist. Uh, several, I have several problems already. You gotcha. right. Convinced of American exceptionalism and that there was an invisible hand guiding us along. The free market, I would say, was above all else the only true equality in the land, subjected to its whims as we all were. Words like communism, socialism, anarchy. These weren't concepts to be understood, but insults to be flung as easy parries to any disagreement. I was a conservative. I was right. I say all of this so that you understand exactly what I mean when I say that all of it was lies. Nothing I was raised to believe about conservatism, about republicanism, has proven to be true. Not one bit. Over the course of the decades since I left the service, I have seen an ideology I once espoused based at its core, I thought, on the idea that all of us are created free, crumble to nepotistic tribalism and outright fascism. Judeo-Christian values have become the metric by which only the opponents of republicanism are judged. The authoritarian use of executive power and the erosion of truth as objective have been cheered and championed. Grift is normal, greed encouraged, and hypocrisy openly approved. Including today, there are 13 Saturdays until the election. Over the course of the next 12, I will post weekly a similarly lengthy spiel touching on particular examples of how republicanism is a lie. I am actively attempting to get you to think about your position as I have thought about mine. I am asking you to change your mind. I'm not a Republican anymore. I'm not a conservative anymore. I'm asking you to reject their lies, too. What do I have to gain by changing your mind? And what do you have to lose? Nothing everything. We're running out of time to show everyone we are not fools. See you next Saturday. Matthew Medzger, veteran, former conservative, no one of consequence. Okay, I texted you a couple things. you have your phone on you or no? Uh, I just gave it to a child mere moments ago to preserve the piece of the podcast. Are you able to see them? Uh, if it's turned on, let me find out. Oh, sometimes I turn it off so it's not bumping up at me during the show. No, mm -hmm. it's off. So, no, I can't see the text. You have to text <clears throat> me in the in uh, Twitter. Okay, one is the same. It wouldn't do it. One is the same guy. <clears throat> same author. Mm -hmm. Matthew Metzger. Mm -hmm. 
One is shows um, he's retweeting something with Trump with the Native Americans from November of 17th saying, mm-hmm. while standing in front of Andrew Jackson's painting, if I'm not mistaken, Trump calls Warren a po- Pocahontas, whatever. Another one shows Trump um, with uh, evangelical, evangel- evangelical leaders, Trump in the Oval Office with their heads bowed. He says, looks like an exorcism to me, but what do I know? That, hold on, Alice. I need your attention. I'm paying attention. That gentleman, mm-hmm. Matthew Medsker, is mm-hmm. what? Not a conservative. I would say he's certainly not a conservative. He made that, <laughs> made that very clear. He's got strong feelings on politics and the immorality of one party over another, the illegitimacy of etc. It's fair to say he's got priors, right? Right. Right, I would agree. So, I guess. So this is what I would say. Okay. On March tenth, twelve days ago, he tweeted, "Personal news uh, tweet you're supposed to do. I've accepted a job as the new state house and politics reporter at the Boston Herald." My five-year-old responded to the news by telling me that she really likes donuts. We're on the same page. The state house reporter. For the Boston Herald. That does seem incredible, does it not? Yes, it does. I thought that reporters actually like weren't supposed to even like sign stuff like Be that. Be deeply ideological. And but so yes, yeah, so now we wonder what's happening. First of all, it's local news anyway, and hopefully obviously they go uh out of business soon. Yeah, but, like if you've spent all your life writing these opinion pieces under your name mm-hmm. as you with all this stuff, like right. You so can't... now, how much good coverage? State House and politics. So there's a, a a gubernatorial election coming. How do you think the coverage of Jeff Deal, let's say, will be, or the other Republicans who are running? How much? How do you? Th- how much? I mean, essentially, you've got somebody who's an ideological um, uh, foe. Right. To the minority party in the state, who is going to be disseminating information, right, to readers, who is a clear ideologue himself, mm-hmm. who despises the brand of Republican, right. So, and like, what's his background as a reporter? I don't even know his background. Is he like a report? Like, well, he's a reporter now. I, mean, I don't know. Hmm. But so just so you know, just so people know how all this works, um, that's how it is. And his, his Twitter page is, I mean, you wouldn't have had this when I was, even five years ago there, you wouldn't have had this, never. You would never have had, like, Hillary Chabot. Even, you couldn't you couldn't tell from Hillary's Twitter. What her politics right. was. Yeah, impossible. Because how can you cover the news if you're one party or the other? Well, right. <laughs> I mean, like, doesn't that miss but the so, point? But so, like, it just, just goes to show, and this is the quality control, you know, uh, the the rest of these these near carci that are these um, that the these old newspapers now. This is what they're what they've got left, you know. I mean, I'm not surprised. Almost all of the reporters I knew, I could tell very quickly, especially the way they went at me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because my own reporters who worked alongside of me were attacking me for 
op-eds I'd write. Right. You know, I could tell what they were, but man, that's a, that is quite a look. Yeah, right it's there. pretty open. This is also, it should be noted, this is from 2020, August 2020, before the 2020 election. So it's like about a year and a half old. It's also just not very well written. Mm-hmm. There's like mistakes in word choice and stuff, like a moral absolutionist. I had a problem with um, moral absolute. Well stuffed right? straw man got me. I was not a huge fan. But there, you know, I mean, there were typos and stuff in it too, which there shouldn't be if you're like publishing stuff online. But it happens, I guess, when you're just on Medium or whatever. But, uh, mm, yeah, not well written. That's more concerning to me than the fact that. Well, not more concerning, but I guess equally concerning. Uh, but that's fine. I mean, as we both know, the. Boston Herald is no longer really in the newspaper business anymore. I'll be. I, I cannot disparage the Herald for legal reasons. That's true. That's true. Um, are you allowed to disparage BuzzFeed or have you entered any kind of non-disclosure agreement with them? Okay. Uh, BuzzFeed announced that um, they're expected, they expected revenue to continue to decline in the current quarter and they are reducing their workforce. By 1.7% as the digital media business issued its first earnings report as a publicly traded company. BuzzFeed founder and chief executive Jonah Peretti said on Tuesday's earning call that the company was looking to boost profitability at its news division, BuzzFeed News, by reducing headcount. Uh-oh. And giving priority to the coverage of the biggest news of the day, culture, entertainment, celebrity, and life on the internet. BuzzFeed News editor-in-chief Mark Scoofs said in a note to staff Tuesday he was leaving the company, as was his deputy, Tom Namako. The company has subsidized BuzzFeed News for many years, Mr. Scoops wrote in his note. The next phase for the news division is to accelerate its timeline for profitability and undergo a strategic shift. This will require BuzzFeed News to once again shrink in size. He said the company was looking to reduce headcount through voluntary buyouts, not layoffs. So, good luck to those of you at BuzzFeed. I'm sure it was fun getting to be a publicly traded company for a little while. And uh, the those of you who were at BuzzFeed News, which for a while was doing like quite a bit of hard newsy news and not just listicles. But I had noticed in recent months there, there had been a lot more listicles popping up that were trending that BuzzFeed was putting out there. Have you noticed that, too? I don't know anything about BuzzFeed. I'm sorry I missed it all. But they own, like, HuffPo, too, now and stuff, I think. So they're, you know, whatever they are. But they feel that all their other projects do subsidize the BuzzFeed news part, which has been sort of there. They've done a bunch of these big stories. Weren't they the dossier ones, too? Yes. Yes, Yes. they were in the, the dossier. So, I mean, that was big, but they were doing, like, big newsy, like, kind of globe spotlighty type stories for a while, like, trying to do, like, the real thing, but it sounds like that is over. So, I still don't know what's going to replace the news business as it's dying off. I don't know either. I I mean, mean, I know Substack's making a play. I don't know how that's working out, but... I mean, you, you still have small towns. People are still covering zoning board meetings in towns. I mean, I mean, are these patches making money? Who owns them? Um, I think patch is its own company. But the quality of the patch stuff varies a lot place to place. 
Um, around here, a lot of the patches are quite good. Like the guy who did the Melrose patch when we were in Melrose and those surrounding towns did a really great job and did a bunch of that stuff, like went to school mm -hmm. board meetings that were a big deal and like wrote about them in a serious way and everything. But, you know, when I look... You know, when we're looking at Connecticut news in the morning, most of the Connecticut patches that I follow on Twitter are just putting out the same mm -hmm. garbage. It's just... It's really syndication. Really nothing news. There's no, like, local, local stuff. So I think, you know, it really depends on who they hire to do these local ones and who's doing them, how successful they are. I don't know what happens to, to local news. I don't know. I mean... I mean, and it's, I mean, there's some really juicy stuff in a lot of these meetings, there board is. of ed meetings, etc. They're huge, and but part of the problem is too is that a lot of the people who are interested in these things are older people, and so like we saw that in Vermont at the newspaper up there has gone fully online, and like the person that we talked to, who's an older woman, was like, "Yep, the newspaper's gone." Yeah. And we were like, really? Gone? Totally gone? She was like, yeah, it's gone. They're not making it anymore. And we like looked online and the whole newspaper's there and they're like covering high school sports and all this stuff. And we were like, oh, it's right here. She's like, yeah, I don't I do not do that. That no. might be the salvation for some of these is high school sports. Mm -hmm. Is people, I mean, but parents used to buy it to have their kid in print, right? Like, Right. But, you know, hey, you can throw a, parents are no less. Craven. I mean, yeah. I guess you put the link on Facebook nowadays. Oh yeah. When your Absolutely. kids featured in the high school sports page. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if another company came out to make the to make a nice way to present it. If you want mm -hmm. something in the wall or whatever. But yeah, even like around local election time, you have all the like people running for select board buying up ads in the paper mm -hmm. and stuff and doing those things. Or if there's overrides, that's big in Massachusetts. Other states might not know what that is. I don't think they have that, but. Are you familiar with Alexei Navalny? Yes. So he's the Russian anti-corruption, anti-Putin leader in Russia mm -hmm. who's been in jail and now is has been convicted, I think, as of today of, of whatever enemy of the state stuff by Putin. Right. He's the guy that Putin keeps stuffing in jail. But he's, he's been on Twitter. Hmm. And it's interesting. I wonder if he's getting the, and it would be a perfect time for him, if he somehow can manage to always be on Twitter. But he's a blue check on Twitter. He, it, one of the tweets nine hours ago said, nine years. Well, as a character of my favorite, he just got sentenced to nine years. Mm -hmm. He says, nine years. Well, as a characters of my favorite TV series, The Wire used to say, you only do two days. That's the day you go in and the day you come out. I even had a T-shirt with this slogan, but the prison authorities confiscated it, considering uh, the print extremist. Hmm. Is it possible that Zelensky has created a template? For, like, appealing to the Western Exactly. Arab? Yeah. I think... I mean, this guy is perfectly positioned. Uh, Navalny might have a harder time because he is a nationalist, like, anti-immigrant... Uh, some possibly leaning towards racism stuff, like... Yeah, but all that matters is the bad man put him in jail, right? I mean, maybe, but, like, earlier when he was first put in jail, like, Amnesty International made him a prisoner of conscience, and then they went back on it and, like, took him off their prisoners of conscience list because they said that he was, like, too racist or whatever. So, 
He likes the wire, Alice. <laughs> he's, and he's just handsome. like us. He is. He is handsome. I guess he has a girlfriend. I guess, though. She I mean, says. no, he has I, a girlfriend though. Zelensky so you can Google has, whether or not he has a girlfriend. Has no Man, how loose he was are arrested you? with his girlfriend. Stop it. Oh, by the way, somebody who want to talk about a date you went on. I didn't go on a date. Mm-hmm. I didn't go mm-hmm. on a date. Stop it. Did you or did you not see a movie with a man, not your husband? I didn't see a movie with a man, not Alice, my husband. Like you told me last week you had a date to see a movie with a man, not your husband. I did, but he blew me off. What? <laughs> True. You made a date with another man. Yes. And uh, uh, karma sweeps out of the skies, and he then blows you off. Yes. Want to talk about it? Well, I did get to go on his podcast after, so. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I know you let me on you your podcast. You were on podcast. another man's podcast. <laughs> I was on another man's wow, podcast. Wow, talk about stepping out. <laughs> I know. I know. I was on Chris Clemmer's podcast at a theater near me. Uh, we had originally planned to see this movie together, but then, I don't know. He's a guy with a lot of balls in the air, a lot of machinations. He can't. He could not make it. To the movies. Do you want with, to tell, say what your with, speculation was? With me. W- want to say what your speculation was? Well, I was just thinking out loud that potentially if it were me and you were going to right. see a movie with a girl, I wouldn't have liked that. And so you're suggesting that I don't know. You're his, suggesting I don't know that his Mrs. Wife. Clemmer. I don't know his wife, so I don't looked know. Looked you up online, might have thought you were hot, and said, "And, and possibly uh, that's not what I said." And possibly um, that's not what a, I said. A, 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 possibly a, a uh, predator of other people's husbands, and maybe was felt threatened by you. That's not the way I put it. I'm just saying, maybe he's a guy who respects his wife, and if she didn't feel comfortable with it, maybe he decided to see the movie separately. Now, from were me. you going to make advances on him? No. The- Are you sure? No, I was not. Are you sure? I'm sure. What if he looked like Alexei Navalny, who doesn't have a <laughs> wife but has a girlfriend, as you seem to know? Stop. All right. When does the podcast come up? Uh, I think he said Thursday. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I look forward to it. I hope you enjoy it. So tempted to step out and got stepped on. The step on wife gets stepped on. I wasn't stepped oh, on. Vicious, but that's karma. <laughs> you don't have to make up a whole narrative about things. I didn't make nothing up. All right, so what else is going on today, Alice? Uh, as far as current events go, um, Let's see. There was that one for me. There was also a... Uh, oh, yeah. Kamala is in trouble. Um, it, more trouble. And there's more discord with her office. She said some more dumb stuff that doesn't make any sense. I mean, this it just never stops with her. I mean, it, maybe she's just not that into doing this thing if she never, ever, ever cares enough about anything to study anything. The governor and I, and we were all... Um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Can can she... (laughs) Work on her bull bleeping, please. So somebody gave me a hard time today on Twitter saying, because um, 
yesterday on the podcast, I said that I think she's an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, d- doubted that she was an intelligent person. But I think she actually is, which is what I think makes it more embarrassing. You know, I think she's like the slacker kid who doesn't study and, you know, usually 90% of the time can fake her way through stuff because she's smart enough and is, you know, has enough, like, emotional smarts to sort of bull bleep her way through stuff, right? I don't think so. Like, because she can deliver a line and she stuff. She delivered but the I five like line, that's on, it. And then she took, and then she took hell from reporters and had... No defense. She had no second step. Right. But like we saw her deliver the line in the debate. That little girl was me. And we saw her deliver the line. Oh, deliver the Biden line. I didn't know what you meant. But it was me line. And then after that, she had nothing. Right. But then I think that you see her like she was good in the Kavanaugh hearings where she had prepared. She had like questions to read. Right. She delivers a line. Well, she's obviously like had these jobs like been what was she attorney general in california Mm -hmm. and stuff so she's gotten she's gotten by she's not mara healy she's fooled people though yes i would say she's fooled. she's smart enough to be able to you know to fake it until she makes it right yeah i guess that's it but other than that i see but there's no substance there obviously there's no skill set there other than she looks attractive sometimes she does look attractive, but but I think she has good. I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but but I do think she's a, a smart person. But I think she's an incredibly lazy person who likes you know to be the center of attention and the star of the show more than she likes you know reading security briefs and stuff. Well, that's great. I mean, that's... I don't I don't think I mean I think that's more of a ding but, on her character than if she were I, just dumb like. For example, I think Rachel Rollins is dumb. Yes. I think she's actually stupid. Like, I don't think Kamala is stupid in that way. Um, okay. Or I think, like, I don't know. What are other examples of that? There are a lot of people in politics who are just, like, genuinely not that bright bulbs, essentially. But I I think that She's a person who's just, you know, for example, I think AOC is the opposite. I think AOC is not really that smart, but I think that she punches above her weight because she lives and breathes like learning about this stuff so that she always has some answer that she read somewhere about something ready to go, even though she actually doesn't know anything deep down. Right. Right. I I agree with you. Let's like go, uh, she's hyper prepared with information, even though none of it like means anything. Let's go to uh, a local guy, Alice, who does have something to say. Who is not dumb? I had a conversation with someone the other day, and she was like, "I would be down with Republicans if they would just drop all the gay." Shit. She was like, yes. just, I'm just, "All that gay stuff, like leave those gay people alone." Like this is it's yeah. one of the 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 dumbest. It's, aspects yeah. of hardcore conservatives yeah, that they absolutely. that they deny gay rights and uh i i go i think you're probably not alone i think there's probably a lot of people that feel that way this there's, there's a lot of people that are in the center 
on whether it's from left-wing issues or right-wing issues. You know, with left-wing issues, maybe it's uh, trans women in sports or maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, gender confirmation. It's like this don't say gay thing in Florida. When I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> what are they saying? You can't say gay? Is that really what's going oh, on? Is that, it that's, turns out that's, that's, that's not what it, what it is. Yeah. It's not what it is yeah. at all. What yeah. it is is ages it's first through third grade they're saying you're not supposed to talk about sexual orientation gender orientation or sexual proclivity or or you know what what you're yeah. interested in yeah. they said you should just teach math and science and history to little kids yeah and just let the toddlers be toddlers yeah. and then then they can you can then you can start ramping up your it's, your it's, instruction you know and and people are opposed to that but it's like listen your your teachers are not supposed to be the people that explain gender to a f-ing 7 year old yeah it's just the, and who are these te- uh oh actually let me teachers listen. and how do you do you know what their perspective is are they intelligent about it are they trying to indoctrinate the child to any particular point of view whether it's rogan is uh done now he is yeah. he is officially um i i like to say cross the what do i what do you rubicon yes rubicon yeah, it is interesting because he starts off with this position that is something that I hear like moderates mm-hmm. and liberals say all the time. Like, but conservatives are so opposed to gay rights. Like, first of all, I don't even think that that's true. Like, most political conservatives that are like in elected office are total squishes on gay rights. I mean, well, it was certainly up in the Northeast here. Yeah. But even like, I mean, a uh, quote conservative Supreme Court gave you the whatever the decision is, the gay marriage decision, right? Oberge fell. Oh, did, did they? Yeah. It was a majority conservative Supreme Court. Didn't, like, was it Kennedy who wrote the decision? Who wrote the decision? Somebody know. did. I forget. But, yeah, it was it was supposedly a majority conservative Supreme Court. And it's just, like, this narrative that Republicans are extreme on gay rights when, like, the Overton window that everybody likes to talk about the Overton window all the time has shifted on this so much in such a short period of time. I mean, like the gay marriage decision was less than a decade ago. That was like a serious issue. People were debating. I don't know any conservative, like national office seeking political conservative. I don't know a single one who is saying we need to roll back gay marriage. Right. Do you? I mean, like, is that a conversation that's even happening? So who's extreme? So who's extreme? The positions have all shifted left, not shifted right. Right. And I also think that even in the heyday, 15 years ago, even 20 years ago of the gay marriage debate, that it was largely the definition of marriage. It was about the word more than it wasn't gay people can't be together and have contracts. It was the word marriage and, yeah it was like which you I thought civil was weak, unions right which i thought was weak anyway well because they'd already ceded the whole position anyway right, right? like I, this is not nobody was seriously defending sodomy laws by the time they got rid of them right, right. like the the whole conversation shifted so far to the left that it's like impossible to even recognize the positions i mean i mean it People say it over and over, but it bears repeating. Like Obama was elected saying marriage was between a man and a woman in mm-hmm. 2008. That that was the position of the great progressive president of this generation was that. Yes, it was his donkey VP, really, who forced the administration to lurch forward. Right. So 
you know, to say like Republican, I mean, Republicans have the position of Barack Obama on gay right. marriage, essentially. Actually, Republicans of today have a position today that's to the left of Barack Obama of 2008. Which is like wild to think about how much that changed in such a short period of time. Now Republicans are like defending the Alamo over here. Like you just can't tell kindergartners about your sex practices. And they're like, I can't believe you're oppressing you me. Said, We're going to buy billboards that say gay. And it's, you're going to melt when you see them. Ah, freaking give me an effing break. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, everybody. We are the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're on Twitter. That's at burnbarrelpod on Twitter or facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. You could also find us. Uh, where else can you find us? YouTube, Rumble, all the places you like to listen to podcasts. You can shoot us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.